Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the very first episode. Very first or would we say officially first? But anyway, welcome to Couch Co-op featuring me, Navs, we got Chris, we got Dim, and of course we got Sarah all the way from the City of Angels. Although right now it might seem like she's from Korea instead. (laughs) Okay, so before we get started guys, before we get started, uh, just a little bit of a background about how this came together. So uh, Sarah, Chris, Bim, and I, we all uh, recorded a podcast, uh, an ungodly hour for us in the Philippines around 5.36 a.m. right after the PlayStation. Most, that probably the most epic PlayStation Showcase Expo of at least that I can remember. Yeah. And, you know, we we like each other's vibes. We, we realized that, you know, we're cool with each other. These guys are pretty cool. And lady, right. of course. Yeah, uh, we're right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, probably nothing. <laughs> but no, we decided to uh, get together and uh, name ourselves Couch Co-op. Shout out to Chris for that. Uh, we're not on couches right now and we're not co-oping right now, but eventually it will happen. But if you're listening to us for the first time, thank you for joining us. If you like gaming, you like games, you like talking to cool people, this is the spot for you. We always got extra room on our couch for you as well. But the point is, welcome everybody, no matter whose platform you're listening to right now. Uh, let's get started by asking my friends here how they're doing today. Bim, Chris, Sarah. Uh, let's start with you, Sarah. Uh, you just watched No Time to Die, so no spoilers. What can you say about it? Yeah, I mean, like, maybe, like, we could also talk about movies in the future, then, I know. But, like, I don't know, like, I, it's not bad. It's not, it wasn't a bad movie. It's just that I was underwhelmed. I went into it, and I, I went into it with no expectations at all, because Bond wasn't really a character I grew up with, and I never really loved it. But I just kind of was... Okay, if I had to choose between a a thumbs up and a thumbs down, I'd give it a thumbs up. But if I had to give it a rating, I think I'd just give it like a 5.5 or a 6. What was was missing from this movie for you? Because you went in really without the preconceived notions of what James Bond is supposed to be, I'm guessing, right? So what was missing from this movie for you? Keanu Reeves. It, (laughs) It lacked. Well, there was definitely finesse in it, but it just lacked substance with everything that was going on. I, I felt like even though it was already a long movie, I felt like I needed m- more explanation about things and like more, mm, yeah, I just needed much more of a deeper explanation as to why A is doing this and then B is doing X. You get me? Like, yeah, I just kind of, but it was a good, it was a fun movie to watch. It's just that I, I, in terms of like, would I say it's as iconic as like Avengers Endgame? No, nah, probably not. And considering they, they're saying that this is the last Bond game, I kind of expected something like that. I think it's the last one with, with Daniel. Craig, Daniel Craig, yeah. 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 It so... The plan is to have a female James Bond next, right? I think that's where the franchise is trying to go. Would that be something that would interest you more? Yeah, it would. Actually, that's another thing. I think we were, we were all made aware that there was going to be a different 007, and she was in the movie. I kind of was... Hmm. I feel like they didn't build her enough for it, or they didn't give her enough justice for it like i kind of wish i saw more of her saw but then maybe because they try to focus more more on daniel craig that's why that happened but yeah i kind of needed need more of an it factor to it so that's it that's my piece with regards to that (laughs) i wish you guys could watch the movie just so i have something to talk about it but i feel like coming from me who easily gets impressed with a lot of things already must say something but i'm not or maybe it's just not my cup of tea as well but i'm still drinking the coke that i got from the (laughs) theater oh my god well you know first of all i will say i'm very envious because i love going to the cinema i love watching movies and we haven't had that god what in like two years now but hopefully there was a news report that came out recently that uh maybe cinemas will open in manila soon so crossing fingers for that 
in addition to other things too. But yeah, glad you got to watch that movie, Sarah. And we'll probably revisit this conversation once the three of us have watched it as well. Now, let's go to our gentleman friends over here, Bim and Chris. So how was how is it like now to balance daddy life with gaming life? Because I can only imagine from the exasperated looks in your faces that um, maybe there are times you wish your kid weren't your kids weren't born. <laughs> oh no no no! Of course not. How, how old's your kid, Chris? Uh, mine's three and a half, turning okay, four so next. You gotta year. let me know if it gets easier, right? Because my kid's like one, and. Um, I'm actually quite lucky that my wife lets me play games at night. Uh, as soon as the baby goes to sleep at eight, that's kind of like my time. And not a lot of fathers I have a have baby that. too. Yeah. And this he's probably baby, right? three years old <laughs> too as well, right? Thereabouts. So at around like eight, uh, I get to play. Um, but I play way too late and wake up way too early for the baby. And I should probably stop that because it's probably not good for me. So does it does it get easier, Chris? Does it? <laughs> you know what? I thought it gets easier, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> oh. Only because, like, for now, you know, you'd think like, oh, it's better because she can't walk yet, right? Or she's just in the crib the whole day, and I can do whatever I want. When she starts walking and talking. She will never, you'll never get away from it. I just no, swear. She's, she's walking now. She just doesn't talk. Right. right. One thing so, I am excited about though is, and I, I don't know how, if you've already introduced gaming to your your kid, uh, but I, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm excited about. Like one day she and I are gonna be playing games, and that's gonna be magnificent. But until that time, it's really tiring. Oh yeah. For, what for would sure. you do I, if she's on her what, iPad now? <laughs> What would you do, Bim, if your daughter goes to you and is like, I don't like video games? Oh, that's fine. That's that's totally fine. I'll support her whatever she, Amen she wants to Amen to that. Yeah. Brilliant. But I'll be disappointed and I'll give her a look. <laughs> but it's fine. That's well, at least you're still supportive, and that's what matters at the end. And you know, I was impressed too because so Bim, uh, Chris, and I, we were writing reviews for Far Cry the last week. And our respective articles, reviews on that are up. Uh, mine is on Rappler. Bim's is on Geeked Out PH. And Chris is on One More Game PH. And Bim would message me. So I went um, out of town for the weekend. So when I came back, I had to rush like playing it, you know, get enough info before embargo. You guys know the, you guys know the struggle. Um, but then Bim was like way ahead. And I'm like, wait, this guy has a daughter, a child, and I don't. And this guy is like, way ahead of me right now in terms of like where he is in the game so i think that's a good segue to get to far cry um so sarah i believe is still deliberating whether or not she might play it so she would provide the perspective of maybe some of our listeners who haven't played far cry yet and are wondering whether or not to get it so let me start with this if there was ever a game that you could simply describe by saying you blow shit up you just blow everything up. This has to be it. Because it feels like every, not every, I mean, there's some different substance to it. But everything, the story, the gameplay, the, the dynamics, the side quests, it all comes back to Far Cry's main philosophy, which is, you know, you blow shit up. It's a warfare. It's guerrilla. It's, it's a battle, right? And I enjoyed it. I do understand why people have complained about some of the flaws. I mean... Like, you know, like our good friend Juan Cortez, I needed a cigar each time after I played it just because I feel like I needed to unwind from, like, all the action and all the blood and the murderous activities, whatnot. But overall, I liked it. I gave it a rating of 8 out of 10. I'm not really sure why it's received the criticism it has. I understand, like I mentioned, um, there are some glitches. There are some parts that feel like it might be repetitive. But for the most part, the story, the cutscenes, um, you know... This is the first time in a while I feel like I played a game where I wasn't really interested in the main storyline of Danny, our main character, as much as I was interested in the stories or the experiences of who you were introduced to, like um, like Juan Cortez, like the Monteros, Giancarlo uh, Esposito, of course, the big bad Anton Castillo. And, of course, he's son Diego, too. So it felt more like your main character was a buffer to getting introduced to these other characters and their 
part in the story was really what intrigued me. They're different, unique perspectives and like I don't give a shit kind of attitude. Maybe I just haven't gotten... Now, for full disclosure, I haven't finished the game yet. So maybe I just haven't gotten far enough to really uh, get more attached to Danny, if that makes any sense. But how about you guys, uh, Bim, Chris, what do you guys feel about it, the game, your experiences playing it? And Sarah, from an outside perspective, what have you... Um, what conclusions have you drawn about Far Cry? I should be the last person to speak on this topic, seeing as I haven't played it, because I actually want to hear what you guys have to say about it. So go on ahead. The mic is yours, Chris Bim. Yeah, I'll start. Um, I'll go back long to what you said, Navs, about why everyone or why there are complaints about the game. Um, like, objectively, it's a good game, right? Uh, the graphics are good like, like if we're going to talk about graphics and audio and stuff in particular audio uh, the sound design and even the soundtrack is very good for 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 this game right can can i just uh, say chris sorry to cut you in i love that part where you blow you blow up like the plants and bella chow starts playing and right. you're just like humming along if you watch money heist you you would right. know right yeah. exactly right that, that, that was such a big that Put a big smile to my face because I, I can relate to it uh, just because I've watched Money Highest, right? But, but yeah. So, objectively, it's a good game. But for someone who has played Far Cry one, two, three, four, basically all the Far Cries, you'd kind of get where the criticism is coming from because it's practically the same game so uh in comparison you kind of think about it the way you did assassin's creed right they overhauled like a huge chunk of it when they reach assassin's creed origins if i'm not mistaken so origins odyssey and valhalla were really a revamp formula but everything before that was pretty much the same you know ubisoft type of game basically right so i think that's where the main critique of far cry 6 is coming from not that it's a bad game but you know it's just like it's repetitive far cry. Like, yeah it's, there has it's, to be something it's kind of like uh with god of war so i'm a, i'm a new fan of god of war right but i because i play okay so I've always said this. The very first God of War game I played was God of War 2018. So I had no no idea of his backstory and everything. And I've played all and then I played all the older God of War games. And I saw just how different 2018 is compared to the rest. Uh, not just gra like from the graphics, from the gameplay. It really is night and day. And I remember like hearing, I guess I heard it in a documentary that one of the reasons why they shifted it is because they wanted to give Kratos a new face. Um, and relating it to what Chris said, so long story short, it is kind of getting repetitive and it seems like it's what's happening, like what happened with God of War is kind of happening with Far Cry, that they want or need something new. Because if it gets, if it's the same thing over and over again, like why would you buy the, the newest game, right? Right. That's that's sort of been like what a what criticism there's been about Ubisoft too. And Chris mentioned Assassin's Creed to this. This was very important. It's almost like they take the same formula and, you know, they'll add a different period in history or they'll add a big bad like Anton Castillo just, you know, to put in, to put in front of the, the game uh, cover and the posters and whatnot. And like Anton's figure was constantly present too during the game. But I also agree. I think a lot of diehard Far Cry fans would be a little infuriated by it. This was my first ever Far Cry. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So maybe that's why I liked it too, uh, in part. I will say though, it took me a while because I hadn't played the first person shooter in a while. So it took me a while to kind of get used to it too. Uh, you know, the dynamics of it, the semantics. I've never really been a big Call of Duty guy. But Bim, I think you have some thoughts about the gameplay too and how it all went down. Well, this is also my sort of my first Far Cry. Like the last Far Cry I played was Far Cry Vengeance for the Wii, fuck what, 15 years ago, 10 years ago or something. And I played it for like 10 minutes. Right? So this is technically my first Far Cry. 
that's probably why I'm enjoying it so much. But the thing is, Far Cry 6 is Ubisoft DNA through and through. It has the same mission structure as Valhalla and Odyssey and Wildlands. It's essentially Wildlands in first person, right? The And the way you complete uh, your overall objective is by clearing out sections of the map, which is another Ubisoft thing, at least a, an Assassin's Creed thing. So it's kind of the same game in, in the sense that... So is it like Cyberpunk? It, sort so of it's an open world yes yes but but actually it's funny that you bring up cyberpunk because as i play far cry i do get like flashbacks of, of cyberpunk especially when you're driving um it's similar okay there's nothing alike but it's similar in the sense that when you're driving with the keyboard it really sucks <laughs> uh but when i get flashbacks of, of that but it's it's they're both like huh. first-person open-world games, right? Uh, so, have you been playing Far Cry on PC or PlayStation? PC, PC. PC okay, yeah. Um, and the and the reason why is because I suck at stick aiming. I suck with this, so it's just easier with with key, mouse and keyboard. Um, and it's a little more fun too because you just get headshot, 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 headshot. Mm -mm. Uh, so yeah, it's. It is the same game, uh, I would say, like across Ubisoft titles, but it's fun for me just because the setting I really like, the characters I really like, something that Nav's mentioned, it's not about Danny, it's about everyone she meets. And you're going to be, if you like that kind of thing, then you're going to love Kina, which we're going to be talking about later, because it's a similar thing. Mm -hmm. So one thing also I just thought about now is that it's an open world game, but it almost doesn't feel like an open world game to some degree. I'm not sure if you you guys felt the same way too, because I kept comparing it to Valhalla, right? And shout out to my uh, Rappler Tech editor Jello. We had this this conversation a few days ago where, first of all, ray tracing wasn't present at least in consoles. Um, you would go to different sectors of the map, but and even like different islands, but it almost felt like the roads looked the same. The forests looked the same. At least for me, it was almost like there wasn't enough of a disparity for me to feel like, you know, it's an open world I can really play around with. It's a playground I can go around with. Maybe, again, I was comparing it to Valhalla too much because Valhalla had a lot of disparity for me. And the skin tone in Valhalla, the eyes, the graphics, it was all top-notch. Um, but that's not to say that Far Cry wasn't a good game. I think it's worth playing. I think it's worth the price. Especially if you're into action and um, using different guns. I will say where Far Cry shines is, at least for me, the versatility in terms of your weapons and the creativeness, the uniqueness of it all. I love using my Supremo. I hate that it takes a while to load after you've used it. Uh, I love how you can uh, change the mods and the different alterations you can make to your different rifles, to your um, sidearms. Overall, I, I like that part of it. Was that like a saving grace for you guys? I, I agree with you with the sense that it kind of gets samey because there's no like different biomes. But if you think about it, it's supposed to take place in like one country. And if you, and like an island nation, like an archipelago. But if you travel all throughout Luzon, let's say, it's the same biome, right? So it's right. kind of hard to, to put. Multiple no, I, I think it would have just been nice to see like little changes, subtle changes to kind of remind you. Kind of in a like in Cyberpunk, area. where it, even though if you go to a different place, it's like the, the scenery changes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't play Cyberpunk, but I assume yes. But then, like in comparison, going back to Valhalla, like I wasn't, even if you were in England, there were like different locations that made you at least feel like there was something different, at least from my perspective about it. How about you, Chris? How did you find the whole setup in Far Cry? I kind of agree, uh, at least when you compare it to Valhalla, because like in Valhalla, you start out in some snow, you know, filled area, and then after that, you you go to some somewhere that looks like it's summer there or something. So I I, I get what you're saying uh, regarding the the setting. I also understand what Bim is saying that. You know, it's it, it set in one place, so I don't really expect too much changes uh, with regards to the scenery. Um, 
what I did not like personally was what you liked, <laughs> which was the modifications for, for the guns. I mean, I get it. It's nice that it's there. It gives players a lot of stuff to play around with and work with. But I know, I guess from my point, like I'm playing a shooter. I don't want to micromanage a lot of stuff, right? Uh, I don't want to keep going into the menus and changing this and changing that just because I'm using a weapon that's not effective against the person I'm facing, right? So, and and to that point, like you can only carry what four weapons. Well, you carry four that you can switch across, right? right but yeah. you carry your entire armor. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you but, have to just go back into the menu. But but you you kind of need to like if you want to be built for every situation, you're gonna have this gun carrying this kind of ammo and this gun carrying that kind of ammo and it it gets tiring right uh so so for something that you know as navs described it earlier like for something that makes you blow shit up you know mm -hmm. i just want to blow shit up <laughs> and <laughs> i i kind of don't want to keep getting into the science the yeah you yeah. know take, take me to the menu and switch this and that just to blow shit up again so right so, yeah so I, you know there's that there's that kind of friction there i think right yeah you know I, I i will admit though at first i didn't bother like you know how you can use danny's phone which apparently is more advanced than a samsung or an apple phone for some reason and you could like really scout your opposition see which bullets would work see which you might um, get affected by, but it was only is she a spy? really. Why is her phone that advanced? <laughs> no, it's like apparently uh, everyone else has like old school flip phones without like cameras, and then she, she or he, they uh, have this like cracked phone that can like zoom all the way, like kilometers away, and um, like see what armor the guards are wearing. So you know, I think Far Cry. What I will compliment about it though is that. It's unapologetic when it comes to its own bashfulness. Like, it's a game that knows exactly what it is, what it wants to be, and it doesn't care, like, really to some degree what you think about it. It's going to be who it is, and whether you like it or not, that will be up to you. But the heart of Far Cry for me was really the story. Because early on, first of all, if you have a villain with the stature of Giancarlo Esposito, you have something that's working for you already. I have always believed whether it's TV shows, whether it's movies, whether it's video games, the secret to a great story is a great villain. You can get away with an okay hero from time to time, but you cannot get away with a so-so villain. Unless maybe you're Marvel because your heroes are literally your selling point, right? But even Marvel has been the most popular Marvel characters are I mean, Loki the most and Thanos. Exactly. Yeah, Thanos. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wh who was the bad guy and again in Black Panther? would still defend Thanos. Killmonger. That's how good of Killmonger. a he is. The yeah. Exactly. Some people could actually empathize with... Uh, oh my gosh, can I just go back to the No Time to Die? Like, I love Rami Malek, but he wasn't a good villain. That's it. That's why... Maybe that's I didn't why. Feel as... Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's probably exactly. why you, well, you didn't. If you look at Star Wars, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine. If you look at Harry Potter, you know, uh, Voldemort. There's all these like iconic villains, and Far Cry kind of establishes early on. Anton Castillo is not a good guy. He, mm -hmm. he like he goes as far as to have a grandma shot on a boat. Sorry for the spoiler there, just but it's on trailers anyway. Uh and it's clear that he wants full control of his son, wants to continue the family legacy. And I think with that established early on, you kind of have a direction where you know the game is going to go and where your emotional attachment to this game is going to go. Maybe I'm just a little bit sentimental when it comes to video games. I don't know. But how about you guys, Bim, Chris? Um, how did you feel about the story and how it was established early on? And for you, Sarah, like if you would consider playing Far Cry, how important does that role play for you? Um, well, I'd like to say something about that. Uh, I do acknowledge that 
he was a great villain. Uh, I love his role in the game, but I don't know if what I'm going to say next is kind of spoilery or not. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and say it, but I think I would have loved it if they had used him more. Um, I feel that I don't know. Uh, I, I I think if I say more about it, I'm really headed into like spoiling it for a lot of people. But I'll leave it at that and say that I feel that they could have used him more. They used him effectively, but I think they could have used him more. I think his performance was pretty good. But the problem for me was, if you think South American dictator, it's that character. It's kind of stereotypical, you know. But his performance was okay. It was was actually really good. But yeah, the character itself was a little for me. Right. Would you yeah. say that that is the fault of an actor, or that is the fault of the screen? No, writing, writing for sure. Writing, writing. Okay. writing. It was almost like Anton was uh, present, but more in like posters and propaganda. And it could have been nice to see him on cutscenes more, but. I will say this though, the guy had style. Not only with the way like he dressed up in the game, but just the way he walks in a room. And like even if it was a cutscene, you just felt like, oh wait, something just shifted here. You know what I mean? Something just shifted. And when you're playing a game that kind of can feel repetitive from time to time, it's nice to have that like um that different taste every so often. Um, but okay, before we move on to Kina here. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure this is a topic you guys are probably more excited about, given that uh, based on our conversations, you all have been really happy playing Kina. But some final thoughts on Far Cry. Chris, Bim, what did ultimately, what do you like? What don't you like? But most importantly, would you like to see a Far Cry 7? Uh, well... Okay, what I like from Far Cry is that I think in general for Ubisoft, when they release a game, you kind of know that you're getting a certain level of quality with it, right? Um, let's not talk about Assassin's Creed Unity, but um, for most Ubisoft games, you know to some level, you are getting a polished, a solid game, you know, that, that has at least 30, 40 hours of content with it, right? So you know you're getting your money's worth in terms of content. So, um, and that's the same with Far Cry 6, right? You're getting a graphically beautiful game, great, great audio, uh, great gunplay, lots of content, etc. The one thing I don't like, and there are actually many things I don't like about Far Cry 6, but the one thing I don't like, I guess, is that, you know, if, if something you've played already before, if you've played the previous Far Cry games, right? Um, and, you know, that that's the thing, right? Like, how do you go about the discussion of why fix what ain't broken, right? Uh, like, how where where do you change stuff uh, how do you know when to do that right how do you know when to pull off an assassin's creed origins and just overhaul the formula right so so that that's something that could possibly be a discussion for 7 if they were to make a 7 they're going to make it for 7 for sure if this makes money right but for me what i liked about the game is the gunplay i actually like the the how deep your arsenal got because like you're killing soldiers or whatever, then a chopper suddenly shows up and you're scrambling through your menu to, to find your machine gun with explosive rounds. Then someone else shows up and you have to... I kind of like that element to it, which Chris apparently doesn't, which is fine, like like different strokes, right? Um, so although it was a fun game, it's a wacky game. It, it, it The personality of the game, though, the wackiness stays all throughout, which I think is core to the Far Cry experience. Something I know nothing about because this is my first Far Cry, but as far as I've heard. Uh, and then what I didn't like too much, well, number of things. One is the AI. They're all incredibly stupid. 
Like they're all so goddamn stupid. They're literally running over horses, running over each other, running over fences, hitting you. Like if you're, there's like two way street, right? They swerve to hit you for no reason. And these aren't like soldiers. These are fucking NPCs. They're just, you know, they're supposed to be citizens driving back home or whatever, but they decide to just head to head collision you for some reason. The AI is super stupid. Um, and there's one more thing I hated, but I, oh yeah, I get kind of, this is a, a BIM thing. Like I get seasick when driving in first person especially when you're driving like on mountains and, and whatever and hills it it gets too uh shaky for me and i kind of feel wheezy so it, it would be great if there was a, a a way to turn driving third person but there's a, unfortunately not and our host is just coming back now <laughs> there you are uh sorry yeah, about that my yeah, sorry about that. My laptop was about to die. I didn't notice. But I do agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure I should say this, but sometimes I like to have a few drinks before playing video games just because it gives me like a different perspective, different way of trying things. I would not suggest uh, drinking uh, two or three bottles of beer before playing Far Cry unless you want a massive headache to hit you right after that. But yeah, the driving I think could have been better. I prefer the horseback rather than the cars, which is a shame because I thought their vintage cars looked beautiful oh, yeah. and I enjoy driving them when I didn't have to get somewhere really fast. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think we all agree uh, there could have been improvements made, but ultimately, it's fun, right? Like, there's that part in the game where Danny is like, okay, why should I be a guerrilla? Why should I join Libertad? And he's like, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun to do this. I mean, clearly, it's more fun when you're playing with a controller rather than actually having bullets like you know shot at you but you know the, at a certain point chris also you're right you don't fix what's not broken and maybe you just keep adding to it and eventually you improve it and who knows maybe if there's a far cry 7 uh they improve on some of the not flaws but some of the issues that they could have done better at but now let's move on to something more cheery something more spiritual and that's kina and I know Sarah is particularly excited about this. We've seen her stories about uh, doing the streams about Kina. And right now she's laughing. So clearly she she's happy about it. So my first question is, for a game that I don't think the campaign runs that long, you can finish it in about a weekend if you really play it all throughout, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken. It's like Ratchet yeah. and Clank. All right. Awesome. So, so from my perspective, Sarah, I haven't gotten Kina yet. I'm debating whether to get it now or get it get maybe it. when it's on discount on the, okay. So there's oh, your answer. Okay. Yeah. So why would be, why would your answer be you should get it now rather than waiting when it's like on a discount? What about the game stands out? Well, apart from personally, I would want to, I want to promote people to get it at full price to show support for the production because this is their first game and they did such a good job that it deserves to be bought at full price. But obviously, like I know in the future, if you could buy it like at half price, then yeah, definitely go get it. I think you can wait, but it honestly is such a, such a beautiful game and I feel like the work that they put in it it, it it's very much so justified for the full price. I mean, and the full price isn't even that expensive compared to they could have easily charged sixty dollars for this, but they didn't. So like they only charge I think thirty dollars. Like so that's like fifteen hundred pesos. So it's not bad. It's really not bad. And yeah, it's definitely worth it. The story you think Actually, you know what? It's an injustice to say that it's like Ratchet and Clank. Because even though I love Ratchet and Clank, the boss fights there were way too easy. It's like mm. there really wasn't much of a challenge. Even when I put up the challenge a bit higher, it still wasn't a challenge for me. With this one, I played in normal mode, and it was still frustrating as heck. So <laughs> it's a good game. It really is a good game. And the story, the, the, the storytelling of it, it... it I didn't expect to cry. Like it was very heartwarming and heartfelt. So I nothing but good things. Nothing but good things for this game. Uh how about you, Bim Chris? Yeah, Navs, 
if you're going into Kina, don't think it's a Chiri game. It's it's not. It looks like a Pixar game, right? But the themes are really mature. It's about loss and grief and acceptance. So if you're going into it thinking it's going to be happy, happy, joy, joy, you're going to be, well, probably not disappointed, but it's not what you're looking for, you know? Uh, and if you want to get it on the cheap, which, I again, maybe you shouldn't because it's their first, it's the, the, it's a double-A game from a studio that used to be an animation studio, so maybe support them full price. But if you want to get it on the cheap, Epic Game Store has it for less than 800. The base game is less than 800 pesos, which is what, like? $18 or something. Um, don't get the don't get the deluxe. Like, I wouldn't recommend that you get the deluxe because the deluxe comes with a new like a gold, like a silver staff, a costume for your rot, and a couple hats. That's it. So yeah, like I wait, doesn't the deluxe version have like the music though? Oh, and the music. But I mean I, I would get the I, deluxe just for the music, but maybe you could get the music in a much cheaper way. So, yeah, like Spotify. Yeah, yeah, like Spotify, but I mean, yeah, the deluxe doesn't really have much to offer. That's my only complaint. So, but would you say Kina is a main character, someone you get attached to right away? It's actually Kena. That's actually Kena, sorry, it's yeah. It's not Kena, it's Kena. You have to pronounce it as Kena. I just feel like I have to say that to give Well, that's how they say the it in the game, right? I just yeah. forget. All right. Well, Kena. So, is Kena someone you get attached to right away? Would you say that how they built up the character of Kena is someone that uh, is worthy of a protagonist title? Go for it, Chris. Yeah, I think that's where my complaint starts because um, you think she's a protagonist. But, I mean, obviously, right? Marketing materials and everything. But she, it doesn't feel like it. Like, the story of the game revolves around the people she helps, but very, very little around her. And because of that, it's really hard to connect with Kena that way. Like, you want to, but there's no, there's nothing, right? Uh, there's nothing that does that, at least for me, right? Um, Similar to, I mean, I, I go back to Far Cry a bit, and it's similar to Danny, like what you mentioned, Navs, earlier, right? That the supporting cast was so, like, colorful and interesting, and, like, you want to get to know them because of their personalities and stuff. It's kind of the same here, but in, in a different sense because the story is around the people Kena helps, you know? And, and that's done well. But if you're looking to connect with Kana herself, it, it's, you know. Yeah, Kana's more of the vessel. She's more like the medium through which these stories are told, but nothing really about her. So if ever there is a sequel, I hope that they focus more on her story. But for now, it's about they're, that village. I don't think they're focused on the sequel right now. It's not really going to come out, the sequel, until for a very long time. Because that's not what their focus is. Actually... According to a news article, like the owners of Ember Labs are more focused on making this as like a franchise, like as, as a show, if at all possible. Mm, that would be great then, because then it would explore her, like the main character's history and personality a bit more through a like a show. How how did the gameplay go? Was it something that was easy to comprehend early on? Was it complicated? Maybe a bit overwhelming, or was it pretty straightforward? Straightforward. It's not overwhelming at all. It's only overwhelming because of the fight scenes. And if mm. you're kind of like a perfectionist that you want to do, like I actually, you know what? I think I just made it a bit. I I made it harder on myself than usual because I want I like parrying because the graphics or I don't know it. They did something with the parrying move that makes it so satisfying when you do that. That's why it's my it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do when I parry something. But the parry timing is so weird. Like it's the... very, very tiny, like the parry timing. It you it... have a very small window to parry the attacks. If you're used to like um 
Dark Souls. Like Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, for example. I haven't played Ghosts. Oh, okay. But if you're so used Dark to, to Dark Souls. Ghost is easier. Ghost is oh, easier. Is no, I didn't. I, I just find the, the parrying in Kena a bit... The timing is a bit off for me. Because I guess it's... When you're playing Dark Souls, you have to predict when a, something will land because the the active frames of a parry aren't the starting frames. They're in the middle. With Kena, I think it is starting frames, but the hit has to be like on you when you press. So the timing right. is really different. Yeah. Like you have yeah, a right. very it, small window. Yeah, it's very tight. Yep. Almost like, was it almost like God of War's parry or God of War's parrying was easier? Easier. God, God of War is so much way easier. easier. Yeah. Way, way easier. And, and I even Ghost of Tsushima was way easier compared to Interesting. Kena. Interesting. I, okay. I don't know if that's a design choice or just a... Uh... Maybe it's a choice because it seems... It's like... Yes, the window is very small, but it's like for all of them. It's not like there's a certain enemy that it's a lot easier. And I tried burying all of them. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's was the it... thing with Kena uh, in general. Like, as been mentioned earlier, this is the first game, right, from Ember Lab. Uh, previously, they were an animation studio. So, you, as a rookie to basically releasing a game, you can clearly see where they stumble, right? There, there are some parts there that you know, na, it's because they probably lack the experience uh, of some other veteran uh, game devs, like like parrying, for example, right? Um, they probably made it tighter than it would it would normally be. So, mm. uh, I, I think that's born out of the inexperience, right? More right. than more than a design choice, uh, but that's me, right? Uh, I, I I just think that it's I agree. probably that yeah do you get those reminders while you play kena where oh yeah you know maybe this isn't so perfect because this is really the first title this these developers have come out with or not so much where it doesn't really feel like you're playing a newly made video game you know what um maybe the pause menu as well it seems like it's so lacking like with the map and when you upgrade stuff it's now that I think about it, there could be a lot of, there are a lot of design flaws. Like, for example, like looking for the rots, like you look for all of them. There's no way you could find all of them unless you go online. And I think that's kind of like something that I took into consideration playing this game because it's like, well, that's bullshit. What if I don't want to go online and I don't want a, an iPad beside you to know where all of the rots are? You get me? Like, there wasn't really much of a system behind it. Because for me, I think. A game is good if you know that you could 100% complete it without the need of the internet. Nowadays, especially. I mean, were I you able... it was like in the 80s and 90s, but... Were you able to do that for God of War 2018? Like, go to everywhere and like beat the Valkyries without having to search uh, online? Yeah, you could do it with the Valkyrie. Like, you don't have yeah. to... The thing with the Valkyrie fights is that sometimes, yes, you could die like at least 10 times, but... If you spend one battle just um, looking at their moves, you could tell right. what their moves and with, are. And, and then you know how, how to counter it. And with Kena, the boss's fights was the one that was really kind of promoted as a big part of it. Was it similar to that where you just had to train fighting them before eventually yes. beating them? Yeah, enough. yeah. Well, except for the final one. Because I really didn't know at one point at the final phase of the final boss fight, like, what the heck was I supposed to do? Because... I couldn't, um, he, yeah, he didn't have the hit points that was at earlier on in the game. So I actually had to Google how to beat the final boss. That's quite all right, of course. I, I'm sure we've, that could be a totally different podcast episode to all the games we've had to Google to kind of had help figuring out. Um, one more thing I want to ask though, I was very interested in how with Kena, they promoted how you could use the staff both as a melee weapon, but also as like a bow and arrow kind of thing. So was that something that you guys used often during the game, that switchability and versatility? I see Sarah smiling, so I'm guessing you really took advantage of that. Yeah, I did. Like I would, I, I took advantage of all of the powers 
at once. Like, I guess another complaint that I have, though, is sometimes, even though they were considered supers, they didn't really do much much damage, even for the minions. So it's kind of like, you, um, yeah, like what Chris said, maybe this is uh, from inexperience, but honestly, for a first game, it's it's just really fun to play. <laughs> it was just really fun to play. You kind of really have to use everything. There are sections with the traversal where you have to rely on the extra stuff the game gives you. The thing is, the combat is your pool of moves is very shallow. You have light attack, heavy attack, arrow, bomb, rush attack, like a dash attack, and a like jumping attack. That's it. So the complexity in combat doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from what you have to do to beat specific enemies. And that's where the complexity comes in. That's where, what I think makes it shine. Yeah, and echoing off what Bim said about the moves being shallow, um, I, I, I forgot how many upgrades there were in the game. Four but per line. Right, yeah. So that makes 16, I, I, I guess. And four for the vertical. So let's just say around 20. Around out of the 20 upgrades you only really 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 need like like really need in the sense that it makes life easier for you two or three like everything you don't you could live without so it's shallow in that sense right yeah that not yeah some, I, some I agree aren't really thought i i mean they're okay as additions right? yeah, but like one upgrade you have is a jumping slam with your staff. Mm -hmm. and which really should have been part of your move set from uh, the start, uh, right? Exactly, exactly, right. Uh, so that upgrade could have been something different, right? So back to what I was saying, like you know, I, I guess it's a lack of experience as well. But as a first game, it's a really exceptional effort. For a debut. Like, I'm sorry, but we have to bring up Cyberpunk. Like, can we just talk about how Ember Labs won up the creators of Cyberpunk? Yeah, I think, how does this make sense? Just you just the scale of those two games are very different, is yeah, it? Right? Like, actually, I don't think I experienced a single glitch with Kena, except for when I jump, but then, like, there was just this one instance I got caught in a tree and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of the tree. I was like, oh my god. But then I got out of it like two seconds after. So <laughs> Yeah. Did, does anyone still play Cyberpunk? Did did they make the improvements already that they promised or not really? There was a patch uh recently which kind of did more stability is like they fixed more stability issues. Yeah. With the way you're describing it, it seems like they really didn't do a great it's job. It's still not fixed. It's still not. There, there isn't even a PS5 Xbox Series X version yet. Yikes. So interesting. But what... that's a topic for a different time. <laughs> exactly. That that's a that's a very interesting conversation, especially one, one considering thing I will bring up Navs about yeah. Kena that I don't think has been brought up uh, this morning. Or tonight, uh, <laughs> from Cyrus' point of view, um, it's the music. The music mm. in Kena is super, super good. Like, I cannot say enough good things about it. Interesting, interesting. Like it, uh, is it? I, I think actually some of the scenes were were. I I, I can I, but I'm very much positive that some of the scenes were just brought together by the music like mm. if there wasn't as good of a music i wouldn't be as moved i think is kena on spotify yet the the album i'm not sure Let oh, me check. oh oh there's a there's a playlist by i'm not sure if this it's the official one but anyway so Chris and Bim, you both gave reviews for Kena, I'm sure, in your respective websites. And Sarah played it too. She streamed it. So if you guys had to give it a grade from 1 to 10, what would you give Kena? Let's start with you, Sarah. 
It honestly, like, I never really saw the flaws of it until I talked to you guys. So I don't think I can be part of the show anymore. But I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like, I think uh, can we just go run back with Kanan not having a uh, a backstory as developed? Mm. I actually that actually didn't bother me as much, but you know what? Now that I think about it, I kind of do wish there was more of an explanation as to why there was this mythical creature or why this disaster did happen in this particular area. Is there a bigger world? Is this a part of a bigger universe? Like, or why she was on that journey in the first place? Yeah, Mm. just explain it. Maybe. Maybe they didn't know how to introduce that and they just figured, let's just start the story as is, you know. Let's just yeah. assume that this is a planet Earth. But how can this be planet Earth with everything that's happening? Like, it just, maybe, I wish. But I guess it's also a good thing because this is, like, this is a, a possibility for a sequence. This is a possible plotline for a sequence or for the show that they want or anything. But it didn't really bother me as much playing the game. Maybe because there was always something that I know that I needed to do. But mm. design flaws, like with the upgrades, with look, getting the objectives, those are my only problem. I, I'd still give the game a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. All right. How about you, Chris and Bim? Well, for me, uh, well, at least for our website, right? Uh, we, we don't grade games on a number basis but if i were to give a number to it solid eight eight solid eight yeah all right and you been um i actually haven't written the review because far cry came up but (laughs) uh if i were to give it a score i would say like i'm sorry but i feel like eight's a bit too generous (laughs) like seven point five Maybe what? seven. What's the point five? Wait, you should it be seven instead, or? <laughs> you know, actually, actually, if oh. you were gonna give it a seven, I was expecting a seven. But then now that it's a point five, I'm curious. What's the point five? Um, uh, the point. The so you mean the lack of point five before it reaches an eight? Ah. Uh, it's the, or, the yeah. development of Kina as a character. It's the shallowness of the combat. And that's really it, right? It's the the combat. Actually, the combat is very good. The combat as a package is very good. But the lack of diversity in the upgrades, the lack of things you could do with key, like there's one weapon, like it's the staff. That's it. If I could Mm. get something else, just one more, a couple more options, maybe. It would score maybe they higher. made it basic though i mean i'm just gonna defend yeah it, 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 I, I agree it, it, it was... they really did make it basic because like i said it is the first game but I, I, but that's another thing should we consider the review knowing that it is a startup game for this company that's why you can't like when you review a game do you take that that into consideration because kind of like with cyberpunk like we knew that they created witcher and I guess that's why the disup- and the hype up for it was so expectations. Yeah, they created Witcher, what... but they had never created a first person shooter before, or had mm. they? Had Cyberpunk? Yeah, they're a big company. That's the point. They had the resources. Amber, they had less than twenty employees. Wow. Well, that but the scale the of the game, the scale of Cyberpunk, the scale of of Kina, 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 Kina. Kina is very different. Kane is a much smaller, much more condensed game versus the wildly ambitious cyberpunk, which I admit they didn't do. They didn't hit that ambition. If I were right. to grade cyberpunk, I would give it like a seven. So would you say Kane is a little bit of a throwback to the old school games where this is your weapon, this gotcha, is your yeah. character, this is what you have to do, and that's it for the whole game compared to like a lot of games now where basically... Your character is who you want it to be. It's an image of who you are, too. What? I'm sorry. Can you repeat? <laughs> yeah, like, she was too busy judging me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So, what's, 
would you say that Kena is a little bit of the throwback game to back in the days? Think maybe like nine, ten years ago, where it's kind of spoon fed to you. This is your weapon. This is your uh, character. No. This is no. what you do. Yeah, because a lot of games now, it's kind of like your main character is a reflection of who you want it to be. You can change the weapon and all of that. As we say hello to Chris's adorable girl. Uh, for <laughs> me, honestly, like it, I wouldn't say it's spoon-fed, but I'm also playing Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time. And the are And I noticed that there were a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn factors in Kena. Like, just in terms of gameplay, like with the arrow, the slow-moness of the arrow, when you hit uh, the fighting sequence, maybe it's not as fluid, it's not as liquid as Horizon, but I saw similar elements. And now that I think about it, I saw a lot of elements of Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, like with the upgrading system, with the map, uh, with the dots on the map. The only thing that was lacking were basically side quests in Kena. If they added in side quests, it would have been. More... There are side quests. The well, male, the 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 male. But you get you know it's spirit like male. The males are like things that you find on the ground. It's not like you were talking to a person. Oh well, yeah, it. there's no quest giver, but you get it. You take the. The mail you bring it back to the house where you're supposed to bring it. Then it I opens up. I don't think it's like a side time. quest, though. I don't consider it a side quest because you have to get those done so that you could. I guess you're right. It's not really a side quest. It's more of a an extra challenge. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's for a completionist, but it's not really something that you had to. You like you know, that in a way you kind of had to do it. Yeah. Right. Wait, can, can I just bring up something off topic? Sarah, I need to know, what are you drinking? Because if that survived like all the way since your movie earlier, how was it? Is it like a soda? Is it like a Slurpee? Is it something it's, spiked? Uh, it's a Coke. It's liquid Coke. <laughs> it's Coke. Liquid. Um, it's Diet Coke. Ano ba? So Coke, if you guys want to sponsor us, just saying. But <laughs> Well, AMC also. A while ago. That is Maybe a huge... <laughs> Maybe AMC would be room? willing. <laughs> yeah, that looks like the size that you would not find in Manila, man. I mean, I remember, sorry to like to go off topic. I went to the States a few years ago and like what I ordered for lunch, I ate for dinner too because their servings are just humongous for some reason. <laughs> but I okay. order from the kiddie menu. Like I kid you not. <laughs> I would order from the kiddie menu. That's smart. You save too while you're at it. Chris Bim, let's say you only had enough money for one game. Which would you get? Uh, Kena or Far Cry 6? I mean, they're not the same price. <laughs> so, I was about no, to but... say, they're not the same <laughs> no, price. No, no. Okay. But let's say you, you only had time. Of Far Cry, I go for Kena and just get other games. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're both dads. Let's say you only had time to play one game. Which would you Which prioritize? Which I do. <laughs> Which you do, yeah. Which would you say you would play more? Okay. Um, that's tough because <laughs> like, obviously it would depend on what genre you like, right? Uh, like, like if, if you like open world FPS games and obviously Far Cry, if you like story-driven you know, adventure games and Kena, but... And, and of course, it's like Bim said, it, it's a whole different thing, right? Uh, Far Cry gives you that value in terms of how long you can play it, right? 30, 40 hours. Kena gives you the same value in a more condensed, you know, time frame, but just based on experience. I'd say Kena, uh, just because. I I feel like I'm making you pick between your favorite child or something right now. Yeah, uh, it's tough because eh? uh, like Far Cry is objectively good, right? So is Kena, and I can't say in a well, Far Cry is more of the same because Kena is technically a throwback to like 
older games as PS2 well, right? Games. Yeah, exactly, right? So, I don't know, man. Um, I guess just going back to how the game made me feel while right. I was playing it, yeah, like Kena, Kena made more of a of a personal impact, right, to me over Far Cry. Okay, interesting. That's good. Far Cry is like a buffet. Kena is more like a, like a nice sit down meal, where you know you order from rest from like a waiter, someone serves you with uh, a nice um, curated experience. So it depends on what you what you're craving for that day, I guess. With but like the with the buffet that Far Cry Six is, it's more like the it's not even a good buffet. It's like a like it's not Vikings. It's Kabalin. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's you get a lot. There's a lot. There's so much volume. Uh, yes. But you Quantity. don't. Yeah. But you don't get the same emotional Quality. response as you do with with Kena. So if I did have to pick, even though I did score it 0.5 less, <laughs> I would go with Kena just because it makes you feel more. It makes you more invested. And I love taking screenshots in games. Like, like if, if gaming is a hobby, taking screenshots is like a sub-hobby of mine. And with Kena, it's so beautiful. It's so visually appealing that you would you would just stop and you would take screenshots and you would just savor the moment. So if it's a curated meal versus a buffet, I'd go with the curated meal instead. You know, speaking of savoring the moment, I think I'm starting to savor this new Bim Sarah rivalry that we've started brewing from this There's episode. No rivalry. And I, no I think rivalry. it's good. No, no, no. Like a the friendly... 0.5 rivalry. The no, no, 0.5. no because I'm right. <laughs> Wait, wait. Ooh, you got Sarah's <laughs> attention there. <laughs> She's talking to someone. She didn't, she didn't hear. Perfect I timing, by the way. <laughs> All right. So from now on, we're going to have the 0.5 conundrum. Every time someone gives a score of a 0.5 difference, we're going to ring like some sort of alarm <laughs> before someone has to describe why the 0.5 is there. All right. Um. Gentlemen, uh, lady, we have hit the one hour mark. This has gone. Gusto on. ko yung lady. <laughs> so, it's okay. It's okay. You bring a unique perspective, but we have gone an hour. This has been a fun conversation. All right. Okay. So that was entertaining. Another great conversation we had with Bim, with Chris, and with Sarah. And I can't wait for more episodes we have coming up. But until then, um, gentlemen, lady. Again, is there uh, are are there future projects or future uh, things that you know your viewers should look out for? Let's start with you, Sarah. What are you streaming recently, and what do you have coming up? Hey guys, so I'm currently streaming Horizon Zero Dawn right now, and well, no, streaming is not the proper term. I'm playing because I have a YouTube and I have a Twitch channel. So I'm currently playing Horizon Zero Dawn and my Spooktober special on my YouTube is about to start where I'll be playing Resident Evil 2, Alan Wake, Dead Space, <laughs> maybe more. Uh, so be sure to check that out on my YouTube. That's asarahcarlos or sarahstreams.com. That's it. Annyeong. Yeah, and if you guys see Sarah in the streets of LA, make sure to get her like a really, really big serving of Diet Coke, guys. Because apparently, like now we have discovered that's what she's into. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bim, how about you? What do you have for Geeked Out coming up? Uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> but for my YouTube, I am I have a Reno 6. The Reno 6 5G, I just finished reviewing the Reno 6 Z 5G. They lent me the Reno 6 to review. That would be my next video. Um, but for Geek Out, it's just, just visit, you know, uh, there are a couple articles here and there. I think the next one is going to be about a TV from Sony that has exclusive features to the PlayStation. So there's no other TV that will do that, which I, I don't want to say is bad because that is monopoly but that'll be the next like feature 
Awesome, awesome. Looking forward to that. I might have to change the TV I just got, which was for gaming as well. But Chris, how about you? Uh, what do you have coming up? You know what? I'll say the same thing as Bim, actually, and say that I don't know what our next review is going to be. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, we, we do come up with uh, news every day for, for games, but... In terms of reviews, uh, I think the next game or the next few games will be uh, Demon Slayer uh, from, from the anime, if you guys are familiar with that, and Guardians of the Galaxy. So watch out for that. Nice. Guardian should come out really interesting. I know how excited Bim is about that. All right, thank you. And for me, just keep checking Rappler's gaming section. I might have some reviews coming up over the next few months. Just not sure which yet. I do plan to start uh, my streaming, or as Sarah wants to call it, playing soon. Uh, do catch me in Rappler Game Night when we launch that. We'll, I'll provide more details about that. And if any of you are looking for someone to play NBA 2K with, please hit me up. I'm getting tired of beating the AI, the CPU all the time. I need like some something new before I, my game style becomes routinary. Can, can too. you not go online and find players that way? I do, but I don't know. My internet's been wobbly lately for some reason. So oh. I need to get that fixed before you guys reach out to me too. Smart. Uh, but yes. Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> we might get someone as a sponsor. We might have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this is the inaugural episode of Couch Co-op. Of course, thank you to our friends Chris, Bim, and Sarah from LA for joining us today, tonight. And... By the way, too, you can reach out to us on our respective social media platforms. And if you viewers have any suggestions, uh, any ideas what you might want to hear us talk about or tackle in the upcoming um, months, maybe some topics related to Sony, Xbox, Microsoft, anything under the sun that you find interesting, do not hesitate to reach out to us and we will do our best to discuss these important topics. All right. Everybody, thanks for joining me today. Hello again to your daughter, Chris. What's her name, Chris? What's her bye name? Bye. Her name is Anya. <laughs> She's like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> what's bye. her name? Say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. So what's your name? Anna? Bye. Anya. 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 Oh, that's bye. cute. All right. Nice to meet you, Anya. Anya is also, I would say, our most special member of Couch Co-op. I think we all are in agreement when it comes to that. So thank you to Anya. Okay, everybody. Peace out. Stay safe. Peace out. Wear your face mask, everybody. <laughs>